Warning, the first three titles in the Silent Hill series will be spoiled. If you do not wish to have these titles ruined for you, please pause the episode and save it for another day. Viewer discretion is advised. How could I have prevented this all from happening? Am I cursed? Unable to grasp at the inevitable future that lies before me? That's when I hear it. That's when it all happens. Every night, I hear the same thing. They've come to witness the beginning. The rebirth of paradise despoiled by mankind. Remember me and your true self as well. return to Silent Hill. car breaks down half a mile from Silent Hill. Get out of the car and start heading down the road. It's daytime, but you can barely tell with all the fog. Walking into town, it feels empty. Funny. Shouldn't be surprised. I have been here three times before, but even knowing still keeps me on edge. I come across a gas station. Hmm. I don't see anyone, so I walk in. Hello? I take a look, and I hear a familiar sound from the back. Curiosity takes the better of me, so I look. It sounds familiar. That's when I see him. Trino? What are you doing here? Trino is hunched over at a tube television, clutching a controller. Oh, hey, didn't expect to see you here. His eyes glaze over at me. As if he sees me, but he doesn't. Why are you here in Silent Hill? Huh? Oh, looking for someone? That's when I notice, in his hands, is a PlayStation controller. He's playing something. I walk up slowly to see what it is. Is that... Is that Silent Hill for the PlayStation 1? Yes, sir. Trino, what are you doing here and why are you playing this game? I told you, I'm looking for someone. And it seemed like it was going to downpour, so I stopped at this gas station to avoid the bad weather. No one's here, so I made myself at home and found the PlayStation 1 and Coffee Silent Hill. Who are you looking for, Trino? Trino avoids the question. He's fixated on the game in front of him. Trino, God damn it, man. What's wrong with you? Oh, hey, didn't you just finish Silent Hill for the PlayStation 1? Yeah, I did, so? After all this time, what was it that made you just finally decide, hmm, maybe I should play Silent Hill 1. 
like I asked, I was telling you years ago. And just out of the blue, you decided to play or what, what, what was the reason? I remember I did play it years ago when we were kids. But what made me choose to play it now, kind of the predicament every, everyone's in right now. I decided, well, I have a huge back catalog of games. And the reason I chose to play Silent Hill is because I had three of the the most compelling titles in Silent Hill. I had Silent Hill 1, 2, and 3. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to go through this series because I, I hear so much about it. I finally wanted to play it. I finally wanted to try and see what what is makes this series the series that everyone talks about. And that's why I started playing the first Silent Hill. So naturally, starting with the, the series, I pl- started with the first one. So pretty much that's that's the reason why is because I had the time to go through it. But also I wanted to to stream it, make it an experience. Not only that, not only having the free time, finally going in and finishing my back catalog of games, but also, hey, this seems like a fun enough series to actually play through and go through and and stream online to not only just be me, but other people also experiencing it as well. I know that you love music from video games, as do I. That being said, what are your thoughts on the music for Silent Hill? Like that opening song and just throughout the game, the music and even the lack of music. How do you think it worked in that game? I think for me, the music, Silent Hill has such fantastic music, especially the first three games, especially the main theme, Silent Hill. That is what's known from Silent Hill, that theme is when you hear it you know it's Silent Hill when you're somewhere and it's super foggy that's the song that pops in your head and you think of Silent Hill and and, you know every time anyone sees anything and it's super foggy somewhere you go Silent Hill you know it's just it's just if you're someone who plays video games and and is very familiar with games and, and titles like Silent Hill you like that's always like the first thing you think of when you see stuff like that but the composer, the sound director, his his style of like how he composed music for the first Silent Hill is like an industrial. It feels like hard, not metal as in rock and roll metal, but if you're clanging two pieces of metal together, rusty, you know, rusty pieces of metal just scraping each other against up up against each other and making that sound. Like that's how that was in in the in the game itself, like how how that composition was kind of like bleeds into the game. And, and, you know, even like you're saying, like the lack of sound, that's the sound design also with the music of Silent Hill, like is imperfect, is a perfect encapsulation of of how that world is and how like when it's when it needs to have a piece of music like it resonates and but the music is never used to to scare you right it's it's used to put you in and to have a tone and to put you in a tone in certain scenes but even that like it's not used in most instances to to 
drop that jump scare. You know, like it doesn't it doesn't do anything like that. And Yamaoka, like just the way he's composed each game for each tone. Like I could talk I could talk way more about it. You're right. Like I really do love music and video games, but like Silent Hill, like it's so good and puts you in that world and puts you in that moment. That's what's important because in most video game series you know what the music is, you know, uh, and it, it moves along. But with Silent Hill, it's different. Each one is different. And it's its own style. It's its own feeling. And that's what's really cool um, for that. And and, and just their, their their sound design is just impeccable. It is a, an impeccable choice. It, and it's easy. There's so many good songs. But I just think, I think what sticks more to me is Silent Hill. The Silent Hill theme. The one that everyone knows. That one is probably one of my favorite ones. Of course, through time, graphics and technology get better and better. Now, my question is, do you think that this game still holds up? The graphics, no, of course, but everything else. Do you think that this game would still be big if you were to give some kid the controller to play? Would they actually enjoy this game? You know, it's easy to kind of say, hey, you know, kids won't dig this because how it looks or how it plays or it's not what they're used to. It's not Fortnite. It's not this. But I think if a if a game is no matter how archaic the the look of it is or or how it plays to an extent, I think you could still capture an audience if everything blends perfectly together. And I was surprised because I have played a lot of games where I go back and it doesn't play as well as I remember or. I'll play a, an older game where I've never had any experience with it and it just plays like garbage. But I could go and play games, even games I don't I don't have a past with. I could play it and be like, yeah, it, it doesn't have improvements like a game in its genre now. But I understand like its limitations were limitations of the time. And so the game was made because there was that limitation if that makes any sense and it works for the game since something like silent hill was made back in the early 90s or mid mid to late 90s it was made with the best that that uh, tools they had to make that game playable at the time so it it works and i feel like you could still have enjoyment with a game that is like that if the whole thing works as a whole and I, I still feel, in, in, in all honesty, that, you know, maybe not everyone would like it. Not not everybody would be like, oh, this is fantastic, this is great. You know, you're going to still have people like, oh, this plays like shit, doesn't play like this. It's still going to happen. But I think with how the storytelling is in, in Silent Hill 1, graphically how it is, its atmosphere, its music, how everything comes together, I think it works for what it's doing. It works for how it was made. If anything, to be honest, with Silent Hill, what's lacking is probably controls, right? But it does everything else fantastic. Story, music, atmosphere, the graphics, I still think they look fantastic. They fit the, the tone they're trying to capture. The controls are the weakest part, but I still think you can kind of overlook it. So I'm not going to lie. There are some games that, you know, maybe make me shed a tear or two. There's games where I feel for the character. There's games where I'm emotionally attached to characters or situations, you know. And sometimes I, 
I get scared on some games. Was Silent Hill one of those games for you? Like how old this game is and how the graphics are and everything. Did you find yourself still scared? Kind of like when the liquor scared you on Resident Evil 2, which was freaking hilarious. Did you find the first Silent Hill do that to you? Did you get scared or anything like that? Or did you like, oh, kind of thing? Definitely, 100%. What worked in Silent Hill 1, again, its tone, its atmosphere, that's what got me invested and that's what freaked me out. Even it being an, uh, like, even that Silent Hill being an older game, graphically, gameplay wise, it's rough in areas, it's still effective. Because even even with the first game, you're 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 not a hundred percent sure what's going on with the whole story with Harry Mason and his daughter Cheryl Cheryl Mason. They both are going to Silent Hill, they're visiting Silent Hill, they drive off they almost hit somebody he swerves when he wakes up his daughter's gone and he's trying to search for his daughter in silent hill and moments like that his exploring of the town the creepiness of like you know the effectiveness of bringing in not only the fog which was a part of a limitation in the hardware of the playstation like the playstation could not render things graphically at a distance but what the developers did what team silent did was take advantage of the underpowered system of PlayStation 1 and took advantage of that but then they use that to their advantage and what's cool is you know Harry Harry Mason meets uh, the police officer Sybil and when he meets her he gets a gun a flashlight and then a radio and then you're like wait okay why why do you get a radio and what the radio does is the radio picks up anything that's nearby so that brought tension you don't see a a lot in front of you because of the fog but when the radio starts getting some static and starts getting louder you know something is near and that brings attention to it right nothing's just jumping up and scaring the shit out of you it's just the tension of like dude i hear i know something is there this is still warning me and you would think oh this is warning me i i know there's something around but sometimes you don't find that thing that's around right away because you might be running toward it, near it, or away from it for all you know. But that is tension. That is something that that is freaky. You know, it's, it's something that, that, that builds. And that's what I like that the first Silent Hill does is it builds on that. And even with the atmosphere, the art design, like when, when Harry goes to the other world once you get to the school um it's all dirty rusty bloody like weird bodies hanging and you know when he it's like another version of the school but there's chain fences around and just all that visual representation is uneasy because you're in a familiar place that you were walking around but now it's familiar but different so what was kind of a reality is no longer reality but it is reality because you know it's you know where you are but you're not there if that makes any sense and even when you get into the school i remember one of the the first frights when i first tried it out was the little it looks like a little kid but it's like it's not the little kids but they look like little demons with knives it's the ghost one doesn't do anything to you nothing at all it just walks by and that scared the shit out of me that one was freaky 
I never in the playthrough of Silent Hill ever felt comfortable at all. I was always on edge. I was always like what could happen and any moment I felt more ease like you kind of okay this is the third time I'm walking down this hall or this hospital hallway or wherever the moment you kind of let your guard down is boom that's when that's when something freaks you out that's when something scares you and visually too like uh character designer the cg creator takiyoshi sato did all the cg animation on his own for the first silent hill and even that was freaky when you see there's a classic well-made scene of nurse lisa all it is is the music and it's just her walking forward kind of stumbling and then one stream of blood goes down over her eye then another stream and another stream and then she's just covered in blood kind of walking toward you now that is something that sticks with you you know that is something that like is super unsettling so you beat the game you got an ending now apparently there's quite a few endings i'm not sure how many but i know there's multiple endings did you like this game enough well you want to go back and try different endings like you've already beat the game there's no spoilers Usually when I beat a game and I, there's other stuff to do, I'll use a guide. Like if there's collectibles I missed, you know, my main thing is to beat the game first. Does this game make you want to go back and do the do the other endings? Like the alien one, which I'm not even sure if it's true or not, but would you want to go back and get those endings? Yeah, I mean, I do. I really want to go back and, and try those out. There's a moment in Silent Hill 1 where I find just an item of a, an empty water bottle. And I'm like, okay, cool. I have an empty water bottle. It's probably something part of a, a puzzle, right? And the puzzle was there's a section in there where there's some type of liquid or water or something that you can use that bottle to fill it up with. Now, there's nothing in that moment that tells you, hey, you need to do this. Or, hey, this is the thing that you have to fill. It doesn't force a, like, oh, you, you know, uh... Oh, this water. Or maybe it did. I don't know for all I know. But like it just wasn't obvious. It wasn't apparent. But because I didn't fill the water with the liquid, um, there's a segment where Sybil, uh, I think it's in the carnival, that I have to fight her because she got possessed. Uh, not possessed, but uh, an entity entered her body. Well, yeah, it's a possession. Uh, and took over her and then she attacked you. So you have to attack her. Now, I think there's a moment where when you attack her, um, there's a moment where she'll fall and then you feed, you you force the drink or give it to her and then she'll vomit out or throw up or whatever the entity and then that's it, you rescued her. But since I didn't have that, there was no way for me to go back, I had to kill her. And that was it. So what really changes in that ending is... Well, there's an, also another thing. Um, there is a character called Michael Kaufman. And you have to kind of encounter him in a certain area. I think it's near a hotel area. And he's being attacked by, I think, one of the, like a demon dog. And then you shoot the dog and you rescue him. And because of that, at the ending of the game, when the cult resurrects the, the demon entity that they want to bring back up from Sil to Silent Hill, 
I forget the name at the moment. Uh, he comes and kind of saves the day. So I had because I didn't get one thing to get the perfect ending, but I did the other thing to at least get the good ending. But it's not the good, like plus A plus version uh, is what I looked. But I do want to play it again. There is that alien one that you're talking about. There is that alien ending. I would want to play it um, to the point where I'd probably want to play it to finally actually save Sybil and go through it. But I do want to do another playthrough of Silent Hill. I liked it enough to to go through it. That And I think that's what isn't always important in games. But for this one, I do, I do want to go through Silent Hill again. Because it was a fun experience and I want to go and try to get the best ending. And kind of find more stuff of the lore and other things that I probably missed out in or or just to check out areas you know I didn't check out all of Silent Hill and some things there's probably not much there but it's still interesting to kind of look around they, they built a, a good world in an atmosphere I would want to definitely replay Silent Hill look this is fun and all reminiscing about the game but I need to get going are you sure you'll be okay here Trino yeah, I'll be okay. Make sure you take that flashlight and radio. You know how I can get out there. I look around. I see a flashlight near the television and the radio on top of a desk counter. I grab them and I start making my way out. Are you sure you'll be okay here, man? Actually, why don't you come with me? It's not safe here. Trino turns his head to look at me. No, no, no. I'm good, man. I want to finally finish this game, you know? See if it's as good as you say. It feels strange leaving my friend alone, but... I have to keep going. I need to find out who is calling me here. I turn to leave when- Wait, here, take this. Trina leans over to the PlayStation and takes out the memory card. Take this thing right here. You sure? Don't you, don't you need this to save the game? Nah, nah, I don't need that. I think it's best that you have this. I place the memory card in my pocket and head out from the gas station. Okay. Bye, Trino. The fog is thicker, and it's hard to see what's a few steps ahead of me. Still, I must keep going. I must find out why I'm here. I feel like I need to fix something I ruined. But still, being here feels like I'm being led to some type of destination. The radio starts to static. Oh shit, that can only mean one thing. As I keep walking, the sound gets louder. I come to what seems like an alleyway. With the fog as thick as it is, it's hard to tell. And then I see it. Barely. Through the thick fog. The sound of the radio gets louder and louder. As the image moves toward me, it becomes ear piercing. 
I should run, but I feel like I must move forward in that direction. The creature keeps slowly slumbering toward me. It looks like a dark void of waves. Nothingness in the middle. I take a step back, bumping into a pipe. I pick it up and start swinging toward the creature. The sound of it feels like it's ripping at my back. The radio goes silent. You're going crazy, mister. I look out to see a little girl at the end of the alleyway. Who, who are you? Mommy said never talk to strangers. And you seem really strange to me. And your mommy's right, okay? It's not safe being out here by yourself. You should, you should go home now. Why were you swinging that pipe? What? You didn't... I... You look really funny. <laughs> it's confusing. Like she didn't make out the creature. Only my movements. <laughs> but she's gonna be mad at you. She is mad at you. You were down and I don't like that. Wait, wait, who? Who said that? I have to get going. I can't be late for the homecoming. Wait! The girl starts to run away. So I chase after her. Where, where are you going? Wait! <laughs> Gonna be late, gonna be late. She's fast. It's hard to keep up. Every moment I feel like I'm getting closer. She gets further and further away. Wait, come back, please! I need to get back to the room. Oh, she'll be mammy too. The room? It makes no sense. Let's see her run into a nearby school. <laughs> she goes through both giant school doors. I'm just a few feet away, but can't catch up. Damn, she's fast. I get in and turn around the hallway of the school. I stop. I can't hear any footsteps. No sound. I slowly make my way down to the hall. I hear nothing. Then I hear a giggle. I walk up to the nearest classroom door and walk in. Little girl? Where are you? It's empty. She's not here. Nothing but school desks. As I take a few steps to start to exit the room. I turn. Surprised, where's that sound coming from? As I walk forward, I see the teacher's desk. A phone. I pick it up. Hello? Estas son las mañanitas que cantaban de something. Who is this? <laughs> it's me, cousin. Janice? How'd you know I was here? How were you able to call? You big dummy, you told me. You and your shattered memories. Also, I just called your phone stupid. My phone? You're not calling me for my phone. How's this possible? Hey, while I have you on the phone, didn't you finish Silent Hill 2? Yeah? Why is that important? Because I wanted to know if it lived up to the legend. I wanted to know how it was. I mean, I did watch you stream the whole game, you know? What do you want to ask? Oh, um, after playing Silent Hill 1, what were your expectations for Silent Hill 2, and were they what you thought it was going to be like? I mean, as I got older, you would hear a lot of stuff about Silent Hill, the series itself, like how great Silent Hill 2 was, how it's the best one in the series, and finally playing it, finally getting my hands on Silent Hill 2, but I finally just 
during this whole time of having so much freedom, not freedom, but so much time on my hands, I decided, okay, it's it's time to to play this series, to, to actually go through it. Because I'm a fan of horror. I like it. I like horror video games. But I never gave Silent Hill a try. And I and I felt like that's that's the next one I should try. And playing Silent Hill 2, I for me it it lived up to what it was. It lived up to what people were talking about, and nothing was spoiled for me. I, I think the only expectation really that I was looking for was is it as is it an improvement, you know? I cause not really knowing what happened in the first one, but now knowing after playing the first one how that was. I think is uh, my expectations were more is how is this sequel evolving from the first? And I think it keeps a lot of similar things from the first one, but it's different in many ways. It's different in tone. It's different in its music. And it's different in what it offers compared to the first one. So expectation-wise, I was mostly just looking to see if it improved over the first. And I think in many ways it it exceeded a lot of what the first one was maybe not gameplay but as in the storytelling and a more focused idea of what this can be what the series is um that's what my it met in my expectation was this the first time we would see pyramid head yeah um in in silent hill 2 that's the first time you see pyramid head and i i think pyramid head as a character is well known in the Silent Hill world, if you call it. Like people know it. If you don't, if you've never played a Silent Hill game, you still know what Pyramid Head is. Because company like Konami is always shoving it down people's throats. You know, like Pyramid Head, Pyramid Head, Silent Hill, and you know you have the movies that also use them too, which I never watched. I don't bother to watching those. But Pyramid Head is an iconic character. But it's it, it is the first and technically should be the last time we ever see that character because of Silent Hill 2. You know, when I was watching you stream it uh-huh. and you said, oh, no, Pyramid Head. I'm like, oh, that's a cute nickname. Like, I thought you just made that up. Because <laughs> yes. He's like literally a pyramid head. Uh-huh. Um, and then looking into it like that character, I realized that that's his actual name. <laughs> I was like, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> well, you didn't know it, so it's it's not bad. A funny thing, though, I was thinking back at when I streamed it, and I remember, because being the first time, like, when I streamed it, that was the first time I played. I had no idea what I was going to go through or what to expect, but I didn't know I was looking at Pyramid Head. Knowing who Pyramid Head was, I was playing on a PS... It was like a PS2 version, streaming through a PS3 on my television so the clarity isn't great but it's not horrible so the first time you encounter pyramid head he's standing on another side you're in a hotel he's standing on the other side and you're blocked by bars like kind of like jail bars that are blocking you and he's just standing there there's no music there's no like jump scare sound effect to scare you you're just walking forward and you see him and Mm. and i think that's something that i like about silent hill is it's, it's and silent hill is a horror franchise is it's not forcing fear it's creating it. It, it it builds it but when i first saw him i'm like 
it was still scary walking up, but I rem I still remember walking up and I'm like, whoa, what is that? It looks like a hand because I couldn't make out what it was pyramid head. You know, I was just like, oh, that's a creepy. It looked like a giant hand that was kind of crunched up. And I'm like, oh, and I went through the door, right? It wasn't till later I watched like someone's review on it and they're like in the first time you encounter pyramid head and i'm like wait that's not the first time i'm oh shit i thought it was a hand fuck <laughs> but it was still it still it still had the effect of being creepy you know and it was just being creepy just being there it wasn't like i said it's not music getting loud and scaring you it's not him popping out and trying to grab you it's it's none of that it's it's a building of tension and that's what i i really enjoy you know that character pyramid head like just i don't know how much we're getting into it but what he what he kind of encompasses is what's also i think captivating i think anyone who's played through silent hill 2 or any of the silent hill series you know that the enemies or the the creatures or the monsters that are in there are there for a reason and that's what i like about that yeah, I thought that um, that character was really interesting. I kind of want like a, almost a spinoff, you know, like where he comes from and yeah, well, his lore. Well, he he comes from the the main character's subconscious, James. Yeah, but like where, wow. like what caused that pyramid head? So you know? that's what's cool about Pyramid Head, or or any of the other creatures that show up in Silent Hill is that it's it's all a manifestation of the psyche of the character of the the main character and so you can interpret it any way you want whether to say you're right or wrong i think it's up to the the viewer but uh, you know how i kind of took it and how other people take it i take pyramid head is is a, uh, the manifestation of james sutherland's kind of like a type of the masculinity and a way of him wanting to be punished for what he did the things that he 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 was doing and also what's interesting if other people have come to assume too is that character is used at another time that could also be used for another character that's in that world but but like pyramid head i think shows the aggression of men uh uh uh, uh i guess like you can kind of say toxic masculinity and a way of, of, of punishment, of, of wanting to be punished. Because other times you encounter Pyramid Head, um, you encounter him in a room where he's. it looks like he's having sexual intercourse with the legs because there's the creatures that are the legs. And he seems like he's rough with it, like in a sexual way. You know, it's not like you're seeing a type of penetration, but like a... Um, a mimicking of, of something like that. So I think that comes with like a, a, a type of masculinity. And so I think that's what comes <laughs> from James's subconscious. But you could take, that's the cool thing about Silent Hill or even Silent Hill 2 is you can take it anyway. You can take it and, and put it toward as a different thing depending on what your assumptions are. You know, I don't think there is a right or wrong answer. I like hearing other people's reasonings for it. And then sometimes I could see like, yeah, I could see where you came up with that, you know. Can you compare this type of game to any other games that you've played when it comes to silent hill it, it it's it's comparable in a way to i think any real horror game but 
I think the ones that are unique kind of do things differently. It, Silent Hill 2 doesn't rewrite anything on the book, but what I what I appreciate from Silent Hill 2 is just the way it... I mean, any of these games build tension on how the game's designed. You could see compar comparable things for Silent Hill in different games. I want to say the, the, the one game where tension is probably to the level that I feel Silent Hill is without being overzealous or bombastic would be Clock Tower for the Super Famicom. Now, that's a series that not a lot of people know, but I think in where it builds tension and fear out of not knowing what's gonna happen. What Silent Hill does is it builds and sometimes there's no payoff, which is fine. I'd rather feel uncomfortable than have the buildup happen and then, bah! you know, you get scared and then like it's gone. Because what you were expecting, the fear, the 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 tension has is gone now. Because now what was you're scared of happened and it's over. So it it brings you back down. Where I liked the building of it, which I think Clock Tower does a real good job of building tension as well. So I would say Clock Tower would be pretty sim like similar to how Silent Two Hill is, as in building tension. What did you think of James's story and how his psyche was represented in the game? James is kind of brought to Silent Hill because he gets a letter from his wife Mary. Which makes no sense because his wife died. His wife had died, but he still gets a message from her about coming to the town. So he investigates it. And what I liked about Silent Hill 2, and it's more of a understanding of what Silent Hill is because you have the first one. But then when the sequel comes out, there's always, there's always a type of thing where people want to know, okay, so we have the first one, we have a sequel. Is this going to carry on? Will we get to know more about what Silent Hill is? Do we get an explanation on things? And in a way, you don't. Silent Hill 2 is its own thing. Silent Hill 2 is something where you kind of find out as you go along in the story that Silent Hill is a town that brings people to it who have done horrible things, has no connection with the first one, Besides it being in Silent Hill. But it kind of... As you go along... Or you see why it's summoning someone like James. Because he did something. And, and at the time you don't know. All you know is he's... He's there because... He's looking for his wife who died. So who who is calling him? Who is, who's sending him there? And then you meet all these different people. You know? You, you run into Maria who is a character that looks like your wife but isn't your wife, talks different than your wife, blonde hair, more scantily clad woman who is kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? She's kind she's of- She's more like aggressive. Yeah, she's more aggressive. She's different than what James's wife Mary is. And then even when you're going through the town, you know, James comes across in the cemetery, uh, a cemetery, Angela, so he finds her in, in in the cemetery and she's she's there to find I remember like her mama like trying to find her mama trying to find her brother I believe she mentions and 
you meet other people like Eddie, who's also kind of could have killed somebody, is what it's implied in the beginning. Doesn't confess when you find a dead body. He says, that wasn't me. I didn't do it, even though he's vomiting in a, in, in a bathroom. You're encountering all these characters in this town. And as the story keeps progressing, you find out more and more stuff. You kind of find out that that James's wife dies or she died because of an illness. She had a disease. She died from an illness. But when you get toward the end of the game, you find out why James is there. Why Silent Hill, it brought him there was because he did a horrible thing. But when you find out what it is, you're kind, you kind of pity him. His wife was dying. She was feeling horrible that she was putting her husband through all this. She was disgusted on how she looks. That's why these manifestations of you see the legs and you see these mutated creatures that look like it's like a skin tight. You know, they're walking with their legs, but it's like if they're covered with a bag over them and, and someone's trying to breathe out of it and throwing up. These are like manifestations of just like his wife. You know, that's why... You have those creatures are embodiment of his wife and her decaying body. Um, the legs, the, the, the two body where it's just two legs, bottom legs and top legs, could also be something where you just... I took it as the... That's, that's his wife in a sexual way. Maybe he was... Loved his wife and, you know, sometimes when you care for a person, you're like, oh, I love this about them. Like, besides, you know, I love them because they're kind and, and, and they have a great heart. You know, sometimes... Your significant other, you're like, I love their legs, or I love their ass, or I love mm -hmm. their arms, you know? And I think for James, it was, it was, I love her legs, and that was a manifestation of his sexual desire toward her, you know? And then also those booby nurses that I talked about earlier, I think those were a manifestation of the nurses when he would go to the hospital, where he was, you know, and again, this is a lot of stuff evil also implied by other people that I, I agree with, is he sees his decaying dead wife, but he's still going to have his urges and sees this nurse, maybe, you know? And there's always mm -hmm. those those tied things with, you know, for men, you know, for men, like nurses and, oh, sexy nurses in their nurse gowns and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think that was also a part of his psyche, too. And, and Pyramid had his, I want to say his masculinity and him just wanting to pay because then you find out that one of James's sins is killing his wife. And you just, you just, at first you think, oh, he killed her. He just killed her. But then you come to find out, look, he killed her out of, he killed her out of like wanting to end his wife's suffering. But in a way, he, he did it because he didn't want to have to deal with it anymore. And that's a horrible thing. Like, yes, you're, who is, who is it to say that like, yes, killing someone who needs to die, no matter what it could be, it's pity. I'm letting, um, I don't want them to suffer anymore. I'm going to kill them. But also, that I think there was a part of James, too, that I don't want to deal with this anymore. I don't want to have to deal with this. And that's a horrible thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, he's ending his wife's life because he doesn't want her to suffer anymore. And she feels bad for putting him through all that. But I think in a way, well, in a way, too, it's just like, it's selfish of him. It's a horrible thing to do. Yes, he could, he, he, he probably justified it by saying, I want her to not suffer anymore. But in a way, he knows that he did it because he was tired of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why Pyramid Head is there to punish him. In his psyche, it's his punishment for what he did. And and Maria, the woman who looks like his wife, is a manifestation of like both like kind of like what he wants now, but what he doesn't have anymore. Because she mm -hmm. is different than 
his wife. And she kind of persuades him, like, I could be her, but then I could be me. And she could be callous and, and rude and, and kind of, like, more straightforward and different than his wife. I want my wife back, but not who it was because, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. you're wanting both. And, and that's that's kind of, like, what I feel Silent Hill is, is that it brings people who who have done horrible things. Because it's something that haunts him, you know? It's something that takes takes over who he is. And it, it kind of... When you meet people like Angela and Eddie, you find out theirs too. You find out that there are other people who have been summoned to Silent Hill. There, there are people who... Maybe in you're seeing a bit of what they're going through, but it's in what James is doing. But they're probably encountering something completely different. Eddie, you find out that he killed somebody. Now, with some of the clues, it seems like it was maybe a coach of his that he killed because it seemed like maybe he made fun of him or whatever because he's kind of like, he says I wasn't good enough. Oh, so I, I showed him. I showed this. Angela, on the other hand, when you encounter her, you find out that as the story goes along that it's implied, but it's implied really well with the images. And it, th that's what I liked about Silent Hill. Like the images and, 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 and what you're being shown is she was molested by her father. And it seems like she was molested by her father and killed him. And you encounter a creature, part of her subconscious, which looks like hunched over legs over a frame of a body. So it looks like someone... It's, it's a horrible image to think of, but pretty much her laying down and, and the father over her in this weird thing. So it's kind of like a, it's part of her subconscious that that this creature is it comes to be in her world, you know, like in her reality. And I think that that's what I like about it, you know, and that's what I like about Silent Hill is, is it's that it's that building blocks of of like it's building from the person's subconscious how that left me because because even like after beating the game i got the i think they call it the drowning ending so what i implied to that was i finished the game and then you get a letter from your wife signed before she actually passed away and it's her telling telling james writing that i'm so sorry i put you through this I'm so I like she hates herself. She hates everything. She's so sorry. And it's a heart like it's a gut wrenching thing that you read. And, you know, not knowing much, you know, because, again, everything's up to different interpretations. I went online just to double check and it said, oh, you got the drowning ending. I'm like, what does that mean? And I'm like, oh, I think James killed himself. Like realizing everything that came to be everything that was like, yeah, like he knew he killed his wife but everything kind of coming toward him toward the end and what he did i think he just that's why it's called drowning and you see the image of being underwater is i think james drowned himself jumped in the lake he jumped in the lake and i think he just drowned himself i think that's what i took out of it you know there's different endings there's different um ways to finish silent hill and, and different story endings but mine Mine was the drowning one, and I like that one. I, I I think it's it's still considered a good A minus ending or something. I think, but that's um that was my ending, and I liked it actually. And and I think that last message from his wife it's hard to listen to, and it's sad, 
and he's a horrible person for what he did. As much as he would want to justify it, he knows. And that's what I took from it. He knows. Sometimes I forget how deep and metaphorical this game is. Like, I'm so used to just like a game that tells you what it is, mm -hmm. where this character comes from, and then that's it. There's no like argument yeah. versus this type of game. You can interpret it the way you want. Yeah. And I don't... I don't think I've played a game that's like that. I like the idea of what they were going for in the sequel. Like, they could have just done the same thing. Team Silent could have just... Hey, we're going to continue off with the story that was in the first one. Or we're just going to rehash what we did before. But they went a similar but different route, if that makes sense. They knew what they were making. And they knew that that's the story they wanted to tell and what it was about. I, I appreciate it. I really like how it builds on characters and on each individual person that you meet. Because everyone has, if it's something similar, they did something bad. It's You're getting different perspectives on it. And for being an older game, it still got me. There are moments in, in Silent Hill where I never felt comfortable. In a good way. Look, Janice, this was fun and all, but I need to get going. I need to find this little girl. I think she might be in trouble. Or at least know why I'm here. Oh, yeah. She's at the reunion. What? What do you mean, reunion? She's at Richview Medical Clinic. Just take a left on Nilly Street, turn right on Sanders, past Gonzalez Mexican Restaurant. Then turn left on Lindsay, and you're there. You can't miss it. How did you know this? You better hurry. The homecoming's about to start. Janice, no. I can't question that now. Gotta make it to the medical clinic. I rush down the school hall and out the front. I run past down Nellie and around Sanders, just like Janice said. My radio keeps going berserk. I can tell that there's creatures all around me. I can't stop now. I can't worry about that. If one's in front of me, I'll have to make do, but I need to make it. There's no time to stop now. I see Gonzalez's restaurant. Oh shit. The street's completely gone. It seems like complete emptiness. How am I going to make it to the medical clinic? I look around, but there's no way past that. This is the only way to it down this street. There has to be another way. Hey, come on in. Beto? I turned to see Beto. He's standing outside front of Gonzalez Mexican restaurant. Door's open. He's dressed in a chef's uniform. Beto just opens the door and lets me into the restaurant. The music is playing and the lights in the restaurant are nice and dim. Beto goes behind the counter and I stand staring and confused as to why my best friend is here no less what seems like working at this restaurant. Sit. I pause for a moment. Strange feeling. He's my friend, but 
I don't know. Bento takes a rag to clean the counter. He slowly looks up at me. I stop hesitating and sit. So what are you doing here in Silent Hill? I'm working here on the weekends to make some extra cash with how things are going. I'm trying to earn as much as I can, especially lately, you know? Yeah. Hey, enough about me. What brings you to Silent Hill? I'm still not that sure why I'm here, to be completely honest. No, I think you do know deep down inside why you came. You just can't admit it to yourself, am I right? I really... I just need to get to the medical center. This little girl's in trouble. Hey, you finished Silent Hill 3 a while back, didn't you? Do you mind if I ask you a couple questions? I have a few questions about that if you don't mind answering. I really don't see how that's important right now. Oh, it is. Why don't you sit back, have some coffee on the house, and uh, tell me about your experience. You want to know my experience, but do you have a question? Like, what is it you want to know? All right. Throughout the series, how did the game evolve graphically and uh, control-wise? Going from from Silent Hill 1, 2, and then heading over to 3, a lot of the mechanics are very similar when it comes to um, the combat is very sluggish and and kind of tank controly, but you never really have that precise control. I want to say a bit in in Silent Hill Three, it's a bit improved, but even noticing going from one, two, and three, certain button prompts would be different as the games progressed. So. If I remember correctly, example, like, oh, if I wanted to look through my items, it was select uh, in the, I want to say it was select or start in the first game. And then in the second game, it was the opposite. So I got, I had to, I was struggling in two to like go through my inventory. And then in three, it's a completely opposite button again. So it's like I had to relearn it in the second one and then learn it back again in the third one. But, um, when it comes to button prompts, that was just something that sticks out and kind of like changed a lot, which isn't a bad thing, but I found myself struggling a bit in that area. The combat is very sluggish. and You'll hear a lot of people say, oh, the combat is meant to be that because, you know, you have these characters who aren't, you know, Master Chief or Marcus Phoenix and they're killing people and all that stuff. I think it's more of an excuse. Like, they say, oh, it's sluggish to give you fear that you're going to die. There's a monster after you and you can't control everything perfectly. I don't think that's the point. I think it's just more of like they... I just don't think they were good at combat design. And I think over the years, when when you hear people say that type of thing, it's it's just like excuses they came up with when really it's like, no, they just weren't good with that kind of design. They were good at a lot of things, but... Design-wise, it always played sluggishly. But I, even with, with Silent Hill 2, I, I learned as the game went on how to play. But I would say in Silent Hill 3, uh, the main character, Heather, is you kind of have more weapons to use when it comes to guns and, and other things because you have more enemies that come after you, you know? So it, it does evolve as it goes, but it's such a slow, evolving thing when it comes to the combat and then when it comes to the graphics from from silent hill one with from the playstation one going to silent hill two when it improved graphically in three i would say three graphically you see a change because a lot of the style of one of team silence members uh takoshi sato he only ever worked on one and two and his 
art style, his his visual look for the characters were very similar in one and two, and it's very different in three. But graphically, you see that improvement from PS1, PS2, and three, because some of the character models in three are very nice and a lot of the in-game cinematic moments are in engine meaning that they use the actual graphics where um sato did his amazing cg work in one and two but since he wasn't involved in three they didn't have that but they kind of went the route of using in-game engine it's hard to explain without like telling them most of a story but the feel and look of a good portion of of silent hill 3 is is a um I would say if you were inside your mother's womb. That sounds weird just saying that, but there's a reason to it, I think, from the art style. But graphically, it does improve. And I um, combat-wise, I just think it's not the greatest. And I think it's just not the greatest because they weren't great at it, you know? Okay, so in, in terms of uh, tense and scary moments, how, how, did the, how did Silent Hill 3 compare to the other two? Silent Hill as a whole, when it comes to that series, what I love about it is its attention to detail in the world that it creates. In, in the place that you are, Silent Hill, how it creates that tension is what I like. It was really interesting seeing the progression of how it built fear and how, it, especially in Silent Hill 3, my favorite moments, you're in a horror house. Already the game, by that time, you are nearly toward the end of the game. So you've been in this horrific place for many hours. But what I liked about them, you going to the carnival, there's a carnival scene and you're going into a haunted house. It completely fakes you out in a way where it's kind of like uh, Disney Disneyland's Haunted Mansion where is this room really stretching? But like the super corniest way. So when you're in there, you hear a guy over the speaker going, oh, Bill is sad. He is sad for whatever. I don't remember exactly what it was, but you're in one room and it reminded me of the Haunted Mansion because it's like, but where is he? And then like the lightning hits, boom, boom, the, the, the cheap lightning sound. And then you see the shadow of someone hanging, you know, and it's like, and you're like that is so shitty corny i loved it you know but it does that and you go nothing's gonna happen because you've already gone through a lot of that so you let your guard down so when then when you go into the next room you you walk in and it's someone in the rocking chairs you only see their back and you hear and there's still 10 there's a little tension you go oh okay that feels this feels a little bit weirder than what happened there but it's, it's trying to freak me out, but nothing's going to happen. So you see that there's an exit door. You can't open it. And then when you turn the corner, a body falls down. There's moments where I praise Silent Hill for not having a jump scare moment. But what made this jump scare, you can call what they did a jump scare moment. What I loved about that was it purposely try it lowered your your guard. It lowered your guard and made you go like, okay, nothing's probably gonna happen. And then it throws it at you. It then it does the jump scare. It earned it, you know? It didn't just do it. It just it built it up and then let you have it. That I prefer to earn it. But I think when it comes to scary moments, each one ramps itself up 
so each one ha can have its own individual it has its own individual moments of fear um and it makes it unique each one becomes unique in its own right but it's it's what i like it it's how it does it in in, in all together what did you not like about silent hill 3 one of the things i didn't really like about silent hill 3 isn't the game per se more of what the game what silent hill 3 could have been because to know more about that you kind of got to you kind of have to know a bit about the history of silent hill and and how it came to be where real quick like konami wanted this group of people one of the lower end of konami uh people that just didn't work well in other projects they just put them together and then had them kind of like hey we want to make a horror or survival horror game just like resident evil make that so they were working on it but everything konami wanted them to do it wasn't what konami wanted and it was a back and forth back and forth to the point where they were just konami was just like we don't even want to fucking deal with you anymore you just do like whatever and ignored them so it gave them team silent the ability to just be creative and that's what happened like they were able to be creative they made silent hill and they made silent hill what they wanted so they made silent hill one and it became a hit it wasn't just a resident evil clone they made it a unique thing then they made two and that was you know and what does konami want we want a sequel to it okay so they make silent hill 2 and that's even a bigger hit and the only thing that one and two had in common was silent hill it had nothing to do there was no real connecting thread to silent hill one and two and then silent hill 2 is a critical and commercial success they want three but when development for silent hill 3 began and the game we ended up getting we got a game that tied into silent hill 1 more than it being its own unique title so it not being its own unique title it sucks when you hear a lot of the developers for the game saying more of their kind of creativity was held back and fan outcry wanted more connections or more to do to kind of become a a connecting thread throughout this series but really it's probably also konami saying hey we want this to connect because that's what people like they like ongoing stories and and that's where it falls into the resident evil and look a game like resident evil that works having a connecting thread in the story to keep going that's kind of how it began but with the unique ideas that team silent had wanting each one to be individually its own thing and each one having to do with what that person has to do or why they're in silent hill that was a unique idea and with silent hill 3 because it's tied into one a lot of things that it could have been don't happen because you find out that heather the main protagonist her father's the 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 man from the first silent hill the cult that was in the first silent hill is the cult that wants her back to rebirth a new god and she that's her ties to the first one and that was forced 
that's a forced tie that had to be there. Now, don't get me wrong. Me playing through it and seeing that part, when that part happens, I'm not disappointed. I was like, oh, shit, that this is that person. Because I felt like we were never going to find out who the baby was at the end. It, but it's actually her. And I was shocked. I didn't hate it initially. But when you d dive deeper into what Team Silent originally wanted and what's in the game, things don't jive as well as the second one. You know, because um, it seems more like originally what Silent Hill 3 could have been. And it's all speculative. Um, it's not the game that that team wanted. And that's the one thing I don't like. It bums me out that like this creative group couldn't do what they were what what they did naturally to making these games that they wanted to successfully because of change that was thrust upon them and going through silent hill 3 I, it just like as much as i did dig it and I, I liked how it was um just knowing that was a bummer you know it did and then looking back at it too it's just like yeah well then then why is this there and why is that there if all she was was this person's daughter or the girl that was the baby from the first one reincarnated like because the symbolism basically it seemed like the symbolism was you know heather's a, a young teenage girl being a teenager not paying attention to adults not really respecting authority but a lot of the images and the symbolism of the the creatures that were in there kind of have to do with like how tough it is to be a teenager and especially when it when it comes to being how, like how it is to be a female where you have especially male figures boys um gawking at you image wise you're 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 conflicted about how you look your weight your your figure um unwanted attention from probably like really creepy people there's stuff in three that's in there and that's what people have speculated like maybe this is about an unwanted pregnancy maybe she did something so horrible that's why she's there that's why she's at silent hill because of you know how it was in silent hill 2 the the horrible thing james did that's why he was there and maybe that's why heather was in silent hill was because something she did we don't know or it could have been another take on that but all the symbolism everything that was in silent hill 3 you see it there you see the potential of what it could have been but because it was forced into this perspective of what technically people wanted it it's it's a lesser product and it's not and it it sucks that it's not what team silent wanted so growing up you like the resident evil games more do you have any regrets not playing this series at a younger age do i regret not playing the series at that age it's hard to tell because i think i appreciate it a lot more now not saying that i wouldn't have appreciated silent hill back then i think i would have at that younger age i i was so fearful of horror in general any anything horror and i think resident evil when i started playing that was my step into okay this is scary but i'm having fun and as time went on like it opened me up more to um other things in either survival horror 
but also horror and film. And when I got into more horror and film, I kind of saw my taste in, in that genre. And the older I got, the more I appreciated certain type of horror. And especially because survival horror died for a good while for a very long time but when when survival horror started coming back it came back hard but it also came back cheap in my opinion i think um survival horror came back in a cheap way but at least i preferred a cheap way of survival horror coming back for us to continue getting survival horror and it made me appreciate more now finally getting all three Silent Hills finally playing through all three I appreciate that what I enjoy now what I appreciate in horror Silent Hill always had you know maybe it would have changed my taste it would have it would have changed my taste at an earlier age but I do appreciate now that we had something like Silent Hill so far back that it, it still, even after finishing Silent Hill 3, I, I was just awestruck that it's each title, each one, and especially 3, is, is so captivating that it still worked now, even when we have newer titles. Even though we have something, graphics that are surpass anything that was on PS1 or PS2, that it kind of also shows me that, you know what, it doesn't have to look like realism it doesn't have to be the top graphics ray tracing hdr dolby digital surround sound all it all it really has to have is stereo sound and it just has to fuck with you and it has to make you feel uncomfortable and silent hill showed me that even back then we had that and that um, a team like that was creative enough to not do it cheaply but do it smart being older i appreciate it more probably more than i would have if i was younger have you seen the silent hill movies and if so are they awesome <clears throat> hell no i will not watch those titles whatsoever look bethel i don't have that much time i really need to get going is there any way behind the restaurant i can make it to the medical center maybe above the roof anything at all any place i could go what's the hurry come on we just started Let, let's see Dude, I really need to go. Hold on, hold on. Oh, now I remember. You streamed PT a week ago, didn't you? How was it? I really need to... I really need to go. Okay, okay. Busy little man over here. Well, I don't want to keep you. I get up and start heading to the front door. Wait! I turn to see Bethel standing behind the counter. You gonna let this coffee go to waste? I'm good, man. I really gotta go. Oh. And it was on the house. That means free. All right. Fine. I pick up the coffee and take a quick gulp. Not enough to finish it, but enough to at least keep Bethel satisfied that I didn't waste his precious coffee. All right. I turned back to the door and started heading Later, out when I feel my head feel woozy. Later. My legs feel gotta, weak and I lean next to the dining table. Yeah. Uh, trying to keep uh, the balance. Shit. Mm. I don't feel good. Yeah, you just gotta... I think I might have been... What? Yeah. I fall to the ground. Looking up, my eyes start to fade. I see Bethel hovering above me. He says something, but I can't make out what he says. 
Only one word. Homecoming. Everything goes black. I come to. I can tell from the sounds that we're high. We're above somewhere. Then I look down and I see that I'm strapped to a medical table. I struggle a bit. No point in trying. You're in tight. Joe? What are, What's going on? It will all be clear. Yes, soon. The reunion. Out of nowhere, Bethel emerges. Then another figure. It's hard to make out, but... I see... I see me. The fuck? How the hell? It's me. The person in front of me is me. Surprised? I'm you. Well, I'm past you. Don't understand. I'm here to fix what has been broken. I'm here to fix what could have been. Don't you understand? I'm here to bring your true self. I'm here to make paradise happen. Paradise? What? Silent Silent Hills. Hills. But why? They are taking it away. But we will bring it back. Bring it back to be reborn anew. Let me out of here. Don't you see? The homecoming. The room. Shattered memories. Downpour all of it is what we need to bring Silent Hills back to reality. Not something that was taken away by Konami. Given the legendary creator's true vision back. But we need more. You're crazy. It's not possible. Oh, but it is. You see, with your PS4 installed with the last copy of PT known to man. It can be done. With the blood from the past and the future, we can bring Kojima's true vision to life. He pulls something from his pocket, revealing it to be a knife. Walking toward me, he takes it and cuts open my restraints. Come, brother. Let's make this a reality. Let's bring back the greatest game that never was. My feet feel weak. And I struggled to get up. But to make this a possibility, there must be a sacrifice. He takes the knife he used to cut me free and places it in my hand. The sacrifice of a child. I look up to see the little girl from the school lying on the ground. She seems unconscious. No! Yes. For this to become reality, we must take her life. I look down at my hand, holding the knife. I'm grasping the knife. I look up to see the little girl still on the floor. No. What? I hesitate. But then she emerges. He won't do it. He's such a disappointment. I can't. Why? Why won't you do it? You've wanted this for years. You've asked for it. In that moment, the blade in my hand, 
I chuck it over the hospital rooftop. Silent Hills can never be Silent Hill. No matter what we do, we can never get the true Silent Hill back. No matter how great Kojima is or Del Toro, the game they were making was a Hideo Kojima game. It would never be a game by Team Silent. It took that team, that group, to make something like Silent Hill. A group that Konami forced into making a survival horror game that could rival Resident Evil. And when it seemed the team couldn't deliver, they let them be. What came out of that was the talent of a group of individuals that, that made the game that they wanted. Not what a corporation wanted. The talented team went on to create the greatest horror sequel of all time. And what does Konami do? What Konami does best. Team Silent was no more. Everything after was a Silent Hill game that tried to be Silent Hill, but wasn't. Silent Hills could never capture that, no matter what it does. That's what I learned from playing the first three games. That's what I learned from playing the original Team Silent games. And what I played of PT, what I played of what Silent Hills could be, no matter what, it would never be Silent Hill. It could never be Silent Hill. Not without Team Silent. It's not possible. What you want isn't possible. Fool! You know nothing! NOTHING! Always a disappointment. Never able to do what needs to be done. Jessica heads toward the little girl. No! I run to rescue her, but get tackled. I won't let you take this away from me. I've been waiting for so long to make this a reality. Look! Look at what needs to be done! No! As I'm pinned down to the ground, he grabs my face. Watch, watch as this little girl will suffer more than if you just ended it yourself. Then out of nowhere, Trino shows up. Shoots Jessica point blank in the face. My wife! Bethel, Joe, and my other self rush to Jessica's aid. And Trino keeps blasting. Jesse, get the girl. I rush to the child, grasping her in my arms. Trino, what are we gonna do? I'll hold them back. You go get the girl out of here. But how? The only exit from the roof is the door, but it's behind them. Remember that memory card I gave you? Yeah? It'll take you back to the last time I saved. Remember the gas station? How is that? How is that even possible? Just don't question it, man. Just take her. Make sure you have a tight hold on her and crack that memory card. You'll go back immediately. Trino, come with us. No. I gotta hold these guys off for you. Trino. Just go. Save her. Don't worry about me. I search my pocket, feeling the memory card. I look at Trino. I step back. I hold the memory card and crack it. The last image I see is of Trino, and nothing else. I'm in the room with the PlayStation. Difference is, Trino is no longer here. But on the chair is a pair of keys. Trino's car keys. Trino, you thought of everything. I put the little girl in the back seat of the car, drape a cover over her, and let her sleep. I put the keys in the ignition, and drive away from Silent Hill. The fog from Silent Hill starts to part, 
In the dark of night, as the fog starts to fade, I think back at my time with Silent Hill. The series that not only changed survival horror, but made it possible for that genre to be more than jump scares. That's why, to me, Silent Hill will always be... What the... What's that light? What's going on? Hello? Hey, I need help. I have a little girl. She's hurt. Can you please turn off those beams? Aliens? What? It took you a long time. Can we go home now? <laughs> 